Bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, Cubs are rolling down the track, and it's a score. Welcome to the Push to Shout podcast. The Cubs just won the World Series, if you're watching. Um, it's That's not true. big, exciting news. They just blew it out. It's not true. It's not what happened. Congrats to the Cubs ending that curse. You know, it's been a long road, but they hey, made it. Of, so Speaking of, I tried to segue, but forget it. Okay. Why, do you, why do you have a Game Grumps Steam Train uh, Christmas You like it? Shirt. I mean, I guess. This was a gift for me. And I, You're yeah. a huge Game Grumps and Steam Train fan. We all I know. really I really am into them. You watch all I their like, I like their stuff. I watch it all the time. I gotta hear what like the latest guy is up to. Uh, Roth or I actually don't know the guy's name. I forgot his name. You you watch all their content. You're right. I do watch all of their content. <laughs> um, yeah, my my brother got this for me years ago. Um, that was actually one of the first videos I ever made on my channel. Was it was right when like John Tron was leaving yeah. the Game Grumps, right. and I I thought it was so funny because they treated it like, um, like a Watergate kind of scandal where it's like <laughs> it was, a it hush, a, a hush falls <laughs> over a really the big deal. the the web. And, um, yeah, no one breaks the silence. And so I thought that was really funny. And then um, there was, like, a brief overlap period where me and my brother still watched that stuff, but it was just not not to last. But it's still got memories. You'll notice here, maybe this might not be too visible, but there's, like, a, a stain here. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I know what that is. I know what that is. Yeah, I was just uh, watching Game Grumps and got a little <laughs> excited. But... No, it was actually from my, what was it, I think sophomore year at college. You know those little cups of oil that they give you with pizzas that, you know, if you want to kill yourself oh, by yeah, heart yeah. attack as fast as possible, that that's what you use to do it. So It's butter, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's just butter like and butter and like, garlic. It, yeah, like, garlic. But it's got, garlic. the butter has some kind of preservative in it, or I don't know what they do, that just makes it oil. And God, if you look at one of those the day after, God, it's sick. But um, anyway, I spilled some of that on there, and I didn't notice. And uh, so yeah, this just has a permanent shitty pizza stain on it. But I think, I think it the makes rest it better. Of it went inside you. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's on many occasions, and it, really, it I think that's what made me the man body. I am today. So welcome to Push to Shout. This is a podcast about video games. Um, I played a video game. I played Civilization Six. Yeah, yeah. I actually bought it full price. Uh, God. Yeah, I watched Super Bunny Hop's video on it. He said he liked it. So, you know, I was on the fence. I was putting the feelers out because it had that... you let a game reviewer change your opinion about a purchase? Are um, we just talking about how you shouldn't do that? Well, he's Don't not... Trust those guys. He's not like a game reviewer guy. He's I mean, not, he does, He's but not like the, all the other guys. He's not. Be, well, that... That's an important point. He isn't because he doesn't get paid by, like, a company to write popular Whatever, stuff. Man. Or being paid by YouTube. It's a pretty big company. I guess so. Google, Alphabet. 
Still, it's a different audience he's pandering to. He'll make videos about, like, Japanese, like, pizzerias that serve, serve Kirby-shaped pizzas. Um, so, yeah, it's a different kind of audience. Anyway, fuck you. You totally derailed me and Sorry. turned me into an actual blubbering retard. Sorry. Anyway, um, so... I haven't played that much of Civ Six yet. I've just dipped my toes in the single player for a little bit. What Couple things I noticed. I'm still in the ancient era. I did not play oh very long at all. Um, I'm playing on a normal speed game though, so it, it'll take it. It's a a time investment. Um, I noticed in the game setup screen there is a new speed that you can play the game at. So Civ Five had quick mode, and that was as fast as it would go. And it was faster than a regular game, but if you wanted to play multiplayer, that was still really rough. Like, that took yeah. forever. Now there's a designated online, they call it online, speed for the game to be played at. And it is, like, substantially faster than even quick mode. Are you just it, talking about, like, the movement speed and the combat speed? No, I'm talking about the progression of the game in terms oh, of quantity oh, of turns. Okay. Like, it, it speeds the game up. I feel like that would fuck everything up, though. Well, who I don't know what it's like. I haven't played it yet. But that was so desperately needed. Like, if you really had the endurance to marathon an entire 12-hour campaign of Civ on quick mode with three other people who aren't getting up and going to the bathroom or leaving for an hour at a time, and, you know, like, getting a game finished that way is nearly impossible. I've never finished a full yeah. multiplayer game of Civ, ever, because it just takes too long. So, fine, maybe it would defeat the point, but it would make it a viable multiplayer I mean, game no that you could have, like, a session up. of. It would still take a long say... time, but you could, like, sit down for a night and do it. It's not like, oh, we made it to the beginning of the colonial era, now we have to save the game and no one will ever load it again. I will say the nice thing about quick mode would be you get those classic Civ moments where, like, people are shooting arrows at at helicopters and stuff. Well, <laughs> because like surely the progression would be so much different sometimes that like the units are just in completely different eras. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah, that'll probably crop up. Um I don't know. I I really want to play it, but the trouble is it's a $60 game right now or is it 50? I think it's 60. Yeah, yeah, full price game. And nobody else has it that I know besides Flimsy. <laughs> yeah. And uh you know to play multiplayer Civ, you gotta have like at least a solid three other people to play it with. I think, I think you could have fun just playing it with one other person. You can, but dual mode is a totally different thing. Because really what makes that multiplayer so magical is cooperating and competing. And if you're yeah. playing one-on-one, -on -one, then it's just competing. Which isn't yeah. as cool. It's not as cool, but it's better than single player probably. I don't know. I, I don't I've know. Never play, I, the only time I've played multiplayer Civ, it's only lasted. It's been with multiple people, and it's only lasted like yeah, like a couple hours. But um, I, so, I know that there are people who do go out there and they play with two people and have fun doing it. They exist. Okay. Yeah. I I haven't spent much time playing just two people, but yeah. I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me all that much. But maybe, maybe I should try it and make a decision. Then, how about that? I won't listen to the opinions of others, Skippy. That's good. I'll, I'll be. I'll judge for myself. Don't trust them. Anyway, um, so the actual single player game, uh, barbarians are brutal now. It is ridiculous. I was not expecting that whatsoever. 
normally in Civ, when you make your first city, Civ 5 I'm talking about here, you have warrior and you have your city. And really, you can have your warrior kind of serve as a scout until you can actually build a scout unit. And you can have them explore a little bit and they can poke around. And only if there's like a barbarian creeping up on your capital do you really have to move them back. Well, Civ 6, like, there's a shit ton of barbarians and they're really strong. Yeah, I heard they're smarter too. Like they don't. They just, are. Like, like a, a lot of the times in Civ Five, they just walk past your city and you can kill them with your city. Yeah, they'll walk past the city. And that's another thing I noticed. There is no immediately available bombard enemies near yeah, your city. Yeah, I heard about mode. that. Yeah, walls so or something. That was cool. Um, even though it was a little disappointing when I was expecting to kill this barbarian, they'll run away from you if they're gonna die and are up against odds that they can't win. Um. There's another change that I don't like so much, and that's, you know how they can capture your workers, the barbarians can? Yeah. Well, in Civ Five, if a barbarian captured your worker and you killed the barbarian, then you were set. The, the worker was yours again, you like took it back. Yeah. Well, I don't remember exactly how this happened. Maybe the barbarian attacked me first, and like I killed it in that fight. I think I attacked the barbarian that had my worker first. Anyway, I killed the barbarian who had my worker. The worker left the stack of the barbarian, and then it started running away from me. Like, it didn't turn back friendly. Like, it was still making me chase my own worker down. Like, they had suddenly become loyal to the barbarians right. and were actively well, trying they're, they're to avoid it. they're a barbarian unit using barbarian yeah. AI, I guess. Yeah, but Civ Five didn't do that. It made sense. Like, once you but got it, your well, people it back... Sense then... too, though, because in, in Civ Five, Well, I don't know. Yeah, in Civ Five, if you capture another civilization's settlers, you have control over them. And so if that civilization tries to come get your settlers, you can run away. So really, it's just giving the barbarians the same control that the civs have. Right, but I don't think it should be a civ. The barbarians aren't a civ. I know They're, what you mean, yeah. Like, okay, if you captured... Uh, if you were a civilization and you captured a worker, fine, maybe you can brainwash them or whatever. But there is absolutely no justification for the barbarians taking my worker, taking one step outside of my city into the desert, and then immediately being liberated, and they just start running for the hills. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's not the important stuff. Maybe the gameplay is really what matters, and it does kind of put them on the same playing field as a, another human. But that's yeah. not how it feels to play in single player. It just feels stupid. Uh, what's not stupid, Sean Bean voicing everything yeah. is pretty cool. I like that's it. What, that's what yeah. I said. I liked that. The narrator in Civ Five was also great. Uh, he wasn't yeah. a celebrity, as far as I know, but um. But I would like turn his voice down and everything. Like I just didn't care that much. But Sean Bean, I would keep him up because Sean yeah. Bean. Yeah, he is. He is a. He does that job well, where he just makes everything sound like it has so much gravity. I was watching a uh, video of people playing that, and they mentioned how great it would be to be a voice actor like Sean Bean, because. All they probably had to do was just send him his lines to his house, <laughs> and he has that's a nice true. microphone. That's probably true. Because it's not like you need direction, because they're just like quotes and stuff. He just has to sit there and read quotes. Yeah, be serious it. and awe, awe-inspiring, yeah. or is it odd? Yeah, he just has to be odd. I wonder if he's striking with the uh, with the unit, the union unit, <laughs> still in Civ Six mode. Um, I have not heard I anything about, about that, a strike. Actually. 
So strike. you'll have to inform me. Yeah, I'll fill you. I mean, I don't know. There's not that much to say about it. But anyway, that's that's cool. I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm going to um, wait for it to go on sale. Yeah. I want you not to so that we could play it. But yeah, I totally I understand because it is 60 bucks and uh, I, you have I to really like really, Civ. Uh, I really quickly burnt myself out on Civ Five. Yeah. I played through that shit a ton in the span of like several days, and then I was like, "All right, that was fun." That game oh. is kind of like TF2 was for me, or some of these other games where I'll pick them up for like a few months at a time, and then yeah. it'll be crickets for like a year. And uh, yeah, it, there sometimes you're in the mood for some Civ, and it comes and sure. goes. Yeah. Anyway, all right. that's about all I have to say about Civ Six. Have not played it enough to really make make a judgment. I won't. Anyway. Any other video games? Hell no. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, there, I mean, there's not much video gaming to play unless I'm... Yes, there is, because I've got stuff to talk about. Well, you do, but not not in my world. Wow. I only play good games, so... That's kind oh, of well, I have a couple good games that I've played. What have you played? I, um... I bought the early access game My Summer Car. Okay, I've seen a shit ton of people playing this. I know nothing about this. It's cool. I'm glad you know nothing about it because I want to explain it in detail. Uh, <laughs> so at first glance, this is a YouTube bait game. I, I feel like that's an entire genre at this point, like cheaply made. I am bred goat simulator. Yep. And yeah. Um, at first glance. But I think, but this game has real heart put into it. Uh there's there's a video of the developer talking about this game that is it's a very good video like i don't know how to find it i guess just search on youtube like my summer my summer card dev video and you'll probably find it but it's this finnish guy he can barely speak english and he has a very clear vision of what he wants to do with this game which is to create a simulation not a simulation more of a uh encapsulation of life in 90s Finland during the summer with a shitty car to take care of. Um, and Do you do maintenance on the car? You build the car and from, it, with a very, very, very extreme amount of detail. Um, you, so you start in the house. Also, there's permadeath. It's like one life and that's it. You can turn that off, I think. What's the fun in that? Um, so you gotta you to obey drink. traffic laws and look both you ways. You have to drink and eat. You can get pulled over by policemen and get ticketed. You can get into car accidents. Whoa. You can flip people off. Uh, and uh, and yeah, the uh, why does that you, sound so cool? It's it's really cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it sh- you, sounds like it shouldn't be that cool, but it is. Um, I mean, it's not like it's the super full-featured game or anything. Like, it's still very clearly in development, and it's very clearly made by one person. But it's pretty impressive. Like, the size of the world is really impressive, actually. Like, it takes a long time to get from your house to the store. There's, like, a bunch of dirt roads you have to go on, and then you finally get on the highway, and you just motor along it for a while. Do you but, have a um, house, like a set house, or can you live in different places? No, you have a house. Okay. Um, and there's not a lot of houses in the world. But, uh, but yeah, you start in your house... And you walk outside, and in the driveway is the shell of a car. It's just like the chassis. No doors, no hood or trunk or wheels or engine or anything. 
And then the garage is full of all those parts. And they are parts. I'm not talking about like, oh, here's the wheel. Here's the engine. You put them on and you go. It's like, here's the wheels. A catalytic converter. Here's the, the brakes and the mount that the brakes go on and the shocks and the, the steering racks. And the engine has probably 100 parts to it. Oh, cool. The cylinder head, the gasket between the cylinder head and the engine block. Does it actually wheels. teach you about cars? No, it teaches you oh, nothing. Okay. There's no tutorial, no guide, no tips. It just it, you're just there no, with I mean, a bunch of parts. That's um, what I mean. Like, does it force you to figure out how cars work? So it would be really cool if you could figure it out. I think you could figure it out, but it would be very tedious. I haven't tried following a guide yet, but of course, there's already guides online about like, okay, here's how you put together the car. Um, but I put together a significant amount of the car without a guide like the wheels and the brakes i put the car into a point where it can roll <laughs> that's like as far as i could get because like it's like i know where this part vaguely goes but i can't you don't have to get it right on the spot to, to lock it in place but you have to get close enough where you're not sure if you're doing it right or not and so okay. it's just really frustrating like do i need another part here before i can put this part on or do i need to not screw this in by the way there's <laughs> there are bolts everywhere and you have to choose the, the correct spanner size <laughs> to screw the boat bolts in it's absurd and you like so you like carry your toolbox around you put it on the hood of the car while you're working and you you flip up and you change your bolts your spanner size as you go it's that's ridiculous awesome. um, that's cool it is cool uh, but luckily you also start with a van that is fully operational and a large truck which has a uh, tank on the back for sucking out people's uh uh, uh septic tanks that's one of the jobs you can do. They'll call you up on the phone and they'll be like, hey, I need my septic tank cleaned out. And you have to drive there in your truck and you suck just, it out. Your job is to suck shit. Yeah, that's one oh of the jobs. Like, there's a couple jobs you can get, but uh, that's one of the jobs. And so you can suck the shit out of their, their hole in the ground while cursing and flicking them off and doing whatever <laughs> you want. And they're just sitting there watching you. And then you can park the truck in such a way that you release the handle and all the shit comes out and sprays all over them. And so that's pretty great too. Uh, it's a really good game. It's completely ridiculous. I need to upload a video. I meant to do it before we came on, actually. A highlight from my stream in which I very it's very easy to die in that game. Uh, you can get in a car wreck or you can... Yeah, you can get in a car wreck and just die. Or you can get in a car wreck and survive, but your car can't run anymore and you're out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and die of, like, thirst. Uh, also, when night falls, it gets really, really dark. And so... I, I, there is a, I'm not going to spoil it, but there was a moment in my stream where, uh, I need to upload a video of it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually genuinely a lot of fun and goofy and autistic. The, I do think that you could learn about cars doing the game because like everything's labeled and you're putting it all together. And even if you're following a guide, it's like, okay, well now I know what that part is and where it goes. Um, and also, once the car's together, like you can tune various parts of the engine and stuff to try to make it faster and buy new parts by mail-in mail order and stuff. It's completely absurd. Can you fuck it up and have the car explode? Not explode, but <laughs> can you can you make the car I'm sure, I'm sure malfunction? I'm sure you can really make that car malfunction. Um, it seems like a very detailed simulation of a car. That would be um, cool. 
And apparently, like, the mechanics are good enough that, like, if you had a racing wheel, it would actually be a lot of fun to drive around and, like, do rally races and stuff. Like, they have racing events and stuff. And apparently, like, from what I've seen so far, the physics seem genuinely good. So, like, you could actually race in that game and have fun. Um, but, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and then I also, uh, I bought, it was on sale on Steam, so I bought the A10 for DCS, which is a very similar kind of game because of its absurd amount of detail. Uh, and I started up the A10, flew it, and landed it without incident and without a guide, which is a feat because there's a lot of switches that you need to switch to get that thing started. Uh, Were you so, just fucking around? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to start learning about that thing and like figuring out how to fly it. That, the fun of that game to me is just like learning about how to operate the machinery, you know, and like figuring out like, okay, this is what all these systems do and everything. Um, it's a slow burn. I also got a new right. joystick. Um, oh, sick. Yeah. How, how much are good joysticks? A really good joystick is a few hundred dollars. A decent joystick is like probably between a hundred and hundred fifty dollars. And anything less than $100 is cheap, I would say. Um, but the one I had before was $30. And it worked, don't get me wrong. Like, it was fine for most people, probably. But flying helicopters, you need a ton of uh, control. And, and, like, you have to make very small movements. And so I had to use this big, like, uh, what would you call it? Input curve. Like where input curve? Yeah, where uh what else would you call it? I don't know. Like but acceleration? You, like does it go yeah, faster as like, you move like it? Towards the inside of the okay. joystick, like it, it doesn't do as much of an input, but then towards the outside, like it, the curve goes higher and so you you can set that in the game. Uh, okay. And so with a helicopter, like I had this huge curve on it because I had to make the tiniest inputs, but my joystick was not sensitive enough to do those inputs. So um, the theory there is like if you had a perfect joystick it would be one to one. Uh, I wouldn't say one to one. No, I. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I, the, the, the helicopters are a problem because the way that they're it's called helicopters a are a problem. Yes, they are. The way their cyclic works isn't the same as the way a joystick works, just fundamentally. And and there's not really much of a way you could simulate that without like. I'm sure someone's done it. I'm sure someone's built this like rack, but like a helicopter cyclic does not rotate on an axis way a joystick does like it just moves left and right almost. okay uh, it's either a stick going all the way to the ground so it doesn't you know twist right. very much or a lot of them are like a stick that comes out the top and goes over and goes down where like it's even less like a joystick um and the and the movements are you have to make, make a ton of tiny movements like i said and it's very smooth and when you let go of it if you were to let go of it it would kind of center itself in a logical place when with a joystick, it always centers itself at zero. If you're like moving forward in the helicopter and you let your, you would never let your hand off the stick completely. But if you kind of let it go where it wants to go, it would, it would, it would keep you level pretty much. Um, or that's my understanding of it. I've never flown a helicopter, but, uh, but this one has less of, it has less force to move the joystick itself and less of a, uh, these are all terms that I don't use. Uh, where where it's at zero, and when you get off of that, like that that point of movement is is less of a jarring point, you know. So like if I move from left to right, 
going across that center line doesn't like jar jar it as much. Like it doesn't like stop. Um, it does a little bit, but but it's it's much better. And there's a lot more buttons and stuff. And then there's a separate throttle, which is nice to have. Uh, it's the SciTech X52 for those three people SciTech. listening that care. Um, I hadn't disappointed in it though. Ancient. I don't even know what game it was for. It was some space shooter for like Windows ME or something. But when I was like real little, we had a SciTech joystick of some kind. And I think we only played this one demo game and it was not very good. But I just remember that was so cool to be able to fly around and, and shoot with the joystick. And it, it was cool. the same company. I remember yeah. that. Um, yeah, I guess they've been making them for a while. I, I, I like it a lot more than my previous joystick, but it's I paid like $120, $130 for this. And uh, it doesn't feel like I would expect a $120 or $130 product to feel. Like it's just like plasticky and like some of the... It's got sliders and stuff, and they're not very precise. So, like, I tried to use a slider for zoom in the game, which is very important. But it'll sit there and it'll shake back and oh. forth because it's it it can't find that that point where it is. Uh, that sucks. It's like, well, fuck. That that should be something that should be worked out. You would think. Um, and then apparently, if you try to call SciTech, they were bought out by Logitech, so they tell you to call Logitech. And you call Logitech, and they say, oh well, we we don't have support for SciTech products yet. So you're just completely fucked. Um, but it's good enough for what I'm using it for. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I didn't buy top of the line. Top of the line would be like the Warthog stick, which is a one-to-one version of what the Warthog stick looks like and the throttle looks like. Um, so that's like $350, I think. I wasn't willing to go there. Um, that's fair. But yeah, that, that's enough for an Oculus to throw in with your yeah, or yeah. PSVR uh, at the very least. So... I'm, I, I don't know. I'm disappointed, but at least I've got something that works a lot better than my last one. I can fly a helicopter now. Like Previously, it was a challenge. Uh, so, with all that nerdy shit out of the way, um, one that more nerd crap. Um, I think those are the only two video games I played. You know what I've wanted to play is uh, Thumper. Have you heard of that? Yes. I played it. Oh, really? Well, uh, I brought it up then. Mind you, only at a GameSpot or Stop. GameStop. Yeah. But uh, I did play it. It's not that good. I've been hearing everyone. I don't think it's that it. good. It's I. Raving. It's a rhythm game, kind of. Yeah. And it's cool. I can't ever picture myself playing that for a long time, or for even long I'm sessions. I'm to hear you say that because I don't you're know. A rhythm game guy. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's one of those rhythm games where I don't really... I enjoy rhythm games that really let you feel it, where there's, like, strong feedback between the rhythm, and it's more about, like, finding the rhythm and figuring it out than okay, just, like, seeing... Just, have you seen the later game stuff? No. I only that saw game, this demo. And part of it like... may be just because of how slow the demo parts were to make yeah, it exactly. like, I've, I've accessible. I've seen some videos of but... that game, and it seems like it starts out extremely slow to teach you some basic mechanics, okay. and, then, and then it ramps up significantly. Apparently it gets pretty difficult. So check out some videos of later levels. And see I will. I will. But I, I, make like a distinction between, kind of I make a distinction between like the Guitar Hero kind of rhythm game and like the Rhythm Heaven kind of rhythm game well, and I, I like guitar, like hero, guitar a lot. hero a lot i know i know but when it's about looking at the visuals to figure out what you have to do and to react to them quick enough 
that's not the kind of rhythm game I like. I like where you you have to figure out what the rhythm's asking of you, and you just gr join in the groove of it, if that makes any I'd sense. Where you're not having I'd to glue to... your eyes to the screen to play necessarily. Yeah. I'd have to play the game to know, but it seems like maybe it's more like that than you think. Okay. Um, right. I at least know that its basic concept is that you it gives you a sequence, and you repeat the sequence until you get it. And yeah. the sequence is relatively short, like 15 seconds long. Um, that seems like it's the, the premise of the game. And so eventually you'd learn the sequence and it would all be about the timing, right? I don't know. I, 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 I'm interested in that game still, but, but I'm, I, I was surprised to hear you say you didn't like it. I'll, I'll play it. First I, I only played a little bit, so I'm being too harsh on it. I shouldn't have said really it's not like good. It. Yeah. I don't know. But I was not super impressed. All Except right. by the visuals. The visuals are awesome. Yeah. Those are very, very cool style. It's a VR game. That would be it is, yeah. I think it is VR compatible, right? Yeah, it, it's like one of the launch titles for PlayStation VR, I think. I, I, I would want to see that. Because yeah. some of the effects as you're tunneling down and the environment's going on, if you could look around and see that all... It, oh, seems, man. it seems like that would be really neat. I am getting. Um, I am getting to the point where I think I want VR like sooner than later me too i, I still but now it's fe i feel like i'm not an early adopter exactly i've waited long enough when's You're getting next the worst one gonna hardware. yeah yeah and, and like have you already seen the shit that came out of um valve where they were showing some of the prototype stuff for like their next edition of the vive no they they were showing controllers that uh they wrap around your fingers and so like you hold them almost like a glove, I guess. Almost. Oh, does it detect your fingers? And it detects your fingers. Oh. And I think it detects them individually. And, Damn! Uh, and, and it detects like like a half grab and a full grab. Shit. And so, like, the, the possibilities like blow my mind. That is, like, that is, is massive. Yeah. It, Picking something fucking... up and grabbing it in 3D space, that I would hope, be awesome. I don't trust Valve to carry it through, but I hope that they go all in with this fucking VR shit and they don't just drop it. Because they could totally just drop it. Um, could, but HTC, but... I guess, is like you know very involved, so maybe they would keep them going. I don't know. I don't know that relationship, but uh, but but Valve is is who I'm looking at is like okay, they're the ones that are figuring shit out. Uh, Oculus is nah. I don't. I oh yeah, I don't yeah. trust Oculus. Um, Neither do I. I think they're done. And, and Sony's doing book. their own thing. Whatever. Sony, but, um, I think part of the cool thing they bring to the table is the the games. Uh, yeah, definitely. There's, the what's the name game. of that game? It's like came out on the PS2 originally. You're like flying around. It's very stylized. And... Uh, Res. Res, yeah, yeah. So like Res and Thumper are two of the games I want to see most in VR. To actually, yeah. you know, games. There's lots of games I would love to see in VR. But as far as games that are actually already in VR, I really want to put that on my head and see it. I, I was surprised at the amount of content that apparently came out of Sony, and like not just shovelware not not just bullshit right um, yeah like oculus store is just full of bullshit puzzle uh, where you teleport and puzzle your way through a puzzle yeah. uh but yeah sony is sony actually came out and like said like all right let's make some decent games for this and try to make it a good experience and and they you know what i think that they're creating some buzz around vr i think they're pretty successful yeah. right now of like what they were trying to do which is basically create buzz and and coming in at that price point definitely yeah too. theirs is the affordable option although you gotta have the camera and the move controllers so 
it starts to look more like the other prices, but um Actually wait, how much would that be? How much is the I camera think, and the move controllers? I wanna say they add on like maybe a yeah. I, I have no idea, I can't say. Because if that's one fifty, two hundred bucks, which yeah, I think it probably is. Then it's suddenly like an Oculus. Yeah. And yeah. at that point just get a vibe. I think there's a lot of people who still so like the move controllers have been around since the PS3. And I'm not sure. I don't think it matters because nobody had them. Yeah, you might need the latest version of the the PS4 camera to use it, but I think a lot of people already have that. So there are people out there who are already kind of like equipped for VR, and they're exactly the kind of people who would be buying VR. You know, like the kind of people who are like into the gadgets and shit, who would have bought stupid shit like the camera and the and the move controllers. So that's probably true. I think that that's I think that's their market right now. They'll probably, if it's successful or if they see like some opportunity, maybe they'll, in a couple of years, come out with another affordable one that's more of a complete package. I hope that they do away with the, you know, theirs, theirs is the only one that like just shows, it just uses the camera and tracks the lights on the headset. It's not like using any infrared technology or anything. So it just doesn't work as well. I've, I've seen some people having some serious issues with that thing. Uh, okay. But, uh, I mean, it seems to work as well as it seems to work, but it seems to have issues every once in a while. Um, and for some people, it seems like they can't get past those issues. Like it's just always moving around when it shouldn't be and stuff, um, which would be a really bad thing to happen in VR. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I might I might get a Vive by Christmas. If so, if someone puts it on sale online, I will almost definitely buy one. Even if it's only like $100 off, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Um, but I say only $100. I mean, that'd be a pretty... I could see doing that. Yeah. Um, like, I'm going to upgrade I, my CPU for sure. I am very excited because I have not played many horror games at all. And I've kind of started to get an interest in them now. Yeah. And I've got all these great horror games to play. And man, I would really love to see them in vr for the first time I, i'm not sure how many will support it. them but god that's that's so cool the idea seen, of being I've surrounded seen, by that Ooh man i've seen some disastrous uh results of horror games in vr where like it doesn't work at all and they're just not scared remotely but then i've also just even imagining it it's like yeah no i could see where that could really freak you out um I, and that's how all horror is i guess like i remember watching the first paranormal activity movie I went in with the, in the theater with my friends. That was like freshman year of college. We went in with a big group. Everyone enjoyed it. Everyone was scared. It wasn't a great movie, but it was it was fine and it effectively scared us. And then we went back to the dorm and we were talking about how scary it was and everything. And everyone went back the next night to see it, or like not everyone, like everyone who didn't see it that night went the next night. And they thought it was terrible and it was the worst thing ever and it didn't scare them remotely and they were laughing the whole time. And it's like. The same movie can get like completely different results just based on like what I guess the atmosphere of the audience or sure. something like. Uh, so that's how VR is, I would assume. Like it, all it takes is the smallest thing to go wrong or or to make you laugh or something, and then like the whole effect is ruined. But uh, yeah, or make you nauseous. I like the concept. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Well, uh, they... You were talking about the light tracking. I think it was Sean from Mega Sixty Four was talking about how he had the PS VR and the light tracking fucked up. And then it made his vision start going all yeah. crazy, and yeah. he like had to take it off because it made him sick. With the Oculus, even with the Oculus, so on my dad's racing setup, he's got the camera 
a little bit behind the wheel of the setup. And so if you are playing a game where you want to look down here, oh. you can go behind the wheel sometimes. And then it just, it's not, the first time it happens, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then like, like once you realize what's going on, like it's not that huge of a deal because you realize like right away, okay, no, I'm just outside of the zone. But it is weird because you like move down, you move down, and then it just stops. And you keep moving, but the image is oh, just geez. still there. And uh, and then like every once in a while too, it'll it'll kind of like like once you come up from the steering wheel, it might have to like find itself for a second, and you're going like, Ugh. and it doesn't nauseate me, but I could see easily how it would really. It's bother still a other disorienting a visual disorienting, that yeah. you never would experience if not yeah. for a VR headset. The, the only part that that nauseated me was the first time I drove a race car around a racetrack. That was nauseating because the G forces aren't there and they should be, and that's really really weird and and it it took five or ten minutes for me to get over it and then i was over it and then the next time i did it it wasn't that bad like you i think every time you put it on for the first time and you get in the car and you start going over jumps or something like you're gonna get that a little bit but you do get used to it very quickly and i think everyone can get used to that kind of nausea but i think there's some people who are just more susceptible to it where it's just like no vr is not for them uh, yeah some people seem wired wrong for it yeah. um but though some people are like that, I think another group of people who are uncomfortable with it are more like the people who went that movie about the train. It wasn't a movie about a train. It was just a video of a train moving toward the camera. Oh, it was like one of the first films ever, you know, I, and everybody went to the theater and was horrified about, that's by... The most obscure reference. Yeah, yeah. Like back when oh. movies were first coming out, they, they had a film, a classic um, silent film of a train moving toward the camera and everyone recoiled in shock. The train's coming for me! There, there was also, um, I think the, the one that I always heard about was the guy who, guy, someone points a gun at the camera. Yeah! That's, that's the one that really gets people, I think. Uh, or I, I've used that clip in a video it. once. Um, so From the Great Train Robbery, I think, or the Great yeah. Train Heist was the name of the film. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is that kind of thing where it's like, okay, yeah, you just have to get used to it. And a lot of people aren't giving it a chance because they put it on and they start feeling a little sick and they go, oh, I, I can't handle that. When really, I mean, yeah, sure, take a break, but try it again and like see right. if you can get used to it because you probably can. Um, and and oh, so many games, we've talked about this before, so many games are trying to accommodate everyone. And I think that trying to accommodate everyone just makes your game bad. That just doesn't work. Like do... You know, if, if, if there's some people that, that you're, aren't going to be able to play your game because they're going to get nauseous, so be it. it it's, you, can't, you can't cripple your game trying to accommodate everyone. Um, I, I, I remember seeing an argument online one time that, uh, that uh, oh, fuck, what game was it? There was some argument about a game being excluded. Like, it was excluding certain people who had disabilities because... God, it it got brought to its logical extreme of like, well, any game that uses a controller is excluding people with disabilities, you know, and like, yeah, at some point you have to this, draw a line and say, fuck it, we're, we some people can't play our game, sorry, this is kind we're of color blind and it's a color based game. But a while back, I saw some like list of games that could accommodate amputees. Like, if you only had one hand, then these are games that you can play and have the full experience. When I was buying my uh, joystick, a lot of people don't like... It has a twist for the rudder, which is not at all what any real-life joystick does. 
because usually you use your feet for rudders. But, you know, that's a whole separate thing that you don't want to buy. So it has a twist. And a lot of people complain about it because they do want the full experience and they get rudder pedals. But I saw someone in, like, an Amazon review. They were like, well, I'm, I, I don't have any legs or I don't have control over my legs or something. And they were like, so it's, you know, it's accommodating me. And so that's really nice. And I was thinking, like, I never would have thought of that. Never would have thought about, like, trying to accommodate someone who couldn't use their legs because that's something you never think about with video games. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be more of a reality with VR, too. <laughs> but I, yeah. yeah, everyone's I, legs are atrophying it. out from under them. And oh, they have God. whatever. That's that's gonna be our exercise in the future is getting into VR. <laughs> Jesus, Put the the lifting of the headset, like that that. Ooh, that was a good workout. Yeah, damn. Whew. Really yeah. pumped the iron today. Job simulator. You know, job simulator is really just training us to actually do jobs in VR. You're playing job simulator. You're doing like a fake surgery or something, but really you're doing a real one and you just don't know it. Like Ender's Game. Oh, fuck, yeah, that is the plot to Ender's Game. <laughs> Damn, thought I had a really cool idea there. <laughs> well, speaking of sci-fi fiction... Okay. I've been watching Westworld. All right, this is... This is the turning point for me. This is, now this is where I'm either going to get... This is where I'm going to get on the train or it's going to pass me by. Well, you're getting on the train because I'm about to glow about Westworld. All right, all right. Uh, Westworld's great. I know nothing at all about it. I know it's called Westworld and that it's popular right now. I'll tell you the very basic concept is that it's the future and humans have become bored to the point where they've created a theme park which is a simulation of western life. But it's not VR. It's it's robots that are you're interacting with fake humans. But they're physical fake humans. So you're actually so there. LARPing. Yeah, it's LARPing. Um, it's exactly like LARPing. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it, yeah, it's 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 this entire region of the West that they're maintaining that's full of, I guess you could call them NPCs, but they're actual physical beings. And when they get shot, they die. But then you take them back to the shop and you fix them back up and you put them back out there and you erase their memory and they don't remember being shot. Um, and so, of course, tons of sci-fi potential there, you know, what makes a human and all that shit. Like, like if you can't tell the difference between them and humans, then, like, does it matter that they're robots when you're inflicting pain on them? That kind of thing. Um, and it is, it is real fucking sci-fi in a world that doesn't have a lot of real sci-fi coming out these days. I, like... A lot of things use sci-fi as a setting, use the future as a setting, but they don't explore sci-fi themes. They don't like say like, well, how does this change your life? Um, but Westworld is all about that. Like, like, what are the philosophical consequences of what is happening in this world? And uh, so, more of a Ghost in the Shell, Matrix kind of. Yes. Sci-fi. The yeah. Blade the first Runner. thing I thought of was the first thing I thought of was Star Trek: The Next Generation episodes that take place in the uh, okay nerd. in the VR room. Nerd. Um, what do they fucking call that room? I forgot. The hollow hollow room. Hollow room. The homo holodeck. nerd. Holodeck. Room. Holodeck. Homo deck. It reminded me of holodeck homo episodes dick. of Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, it reminded me of holodeck episodes of Star Trek because yeah, it's it's that kind of thing of like. Fake world, exploring sci-fi elements, all that shit, and uh, I love it. 
and I've just got I've got a lot of good things to say about it. First of all, okay, if I were to describe the themes of the show, I thought about this today and I came to a conclusion that this show this this show is uh it is Blade Runner crossed with the Truman show. That explains it. That That's is a good combo. That is a show. good combination. <laughs> it's a combination I don't think anyone would have expected anything to do, but yes, it is the Truman show crossed with Blade Runner. Uh and the feel of the show though, the first few episodes, well actually all the episodes, it's five episodes in and I've watched them all and I'm getting really really strong lost vibes but in a good way, not a bad way because as you know I don't like lost, but I did like the first couple seasons when it was setting up the mysteries. And right now it's setting up the mysteries. There's dominoes being stacked. Oh yes, and I'm real real interested and I'm terrified that it's all going to go wrong and they're going to ruin it also it's hbo and i just i i feel like that's unlikely i mean i think game of thrones is not as good as it was at one point but it's still great so like uh, hbo has a good track record when it comes to series and so i trust them a bit more than i do fucking abc or whatever um or amc even AMC. AMC and FX are like the the best of the worst, you know? They're the best of the primetime yeah. cable. They are. They make weird decisions, but yeah. they're about as good as you can go unless you start looking at HBO. The premium shit. Right. Uh, yeah, this is... I, I cannot recommend Westworld enough. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll maybe it'll all go wrong and, and it'll ruin it. Um, but right now, it is... I'm fucking picking up everything it's putting down. I'm loving it. Uh, well... I, it's great. I, I'm gonna watch it. You should. I'll watch it, and I'll. Is it still airing? Like, how many episodes yeah. are supposed to be in the, the season? The fifth episode just came out Sunday. I, I don't know how. I don't even know if they've announced it. They probably have. I don't know how many episodes are in the season. I would assume like ten. I would assume. Um, the second season seems like a foregone conclusion at this point, right? Uh, almost definitely, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know how long the show will go on. I don't know if they know how long it'll go on. Um, but I know that the original Westworld ends with all the robots revolting in the park and killing all the all what do you the mean humans. The original Westworld. West Westworld is a novel by Michael Crichton. Is that his name? Crichton. Yeah. Is his first name Michael? I don't know. Anyway, it's by that guy, and uh, and then it was made into a pretty popular movie, I think, in the seventies, and I haven't Crichton. seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but it was a pretty popular movie in the seventies, I think. And and yeah, I I do know that the movie ends with all the robots killing all the humans. <laughs> um, I would assume the show's going in the same direction, but who knows how long it'll take to get there? They are already setting up like, not like a rebellion or anything, but they're setting up not to spoil anything, but they're they're setting up the robots like figuring out that they're that there's something wrong with their world, you know, and uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it, good. it sounds that way. Um, I think I'll get on this train. Definitely. I, I, I think that there's almost no downside to getting on this train, except if everything is a disaster and then you're really disappointed because the show doesn't go in the direction you want it to. Oh, another thing that to get you on the board, um, someone, I was reading some discussion about it on the internet, and someone mentioned that one of the characters... The thing that he's doing with the game, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the thing that he's doing with the game 
it has some similarities with the genocide route in Undertale. <laughs> and I started thinking about it, and it was like a really apt comparison. And I don't think that the show will go anywhere near as far of like with the meta commentary as Undertale does, but it's already like touching on that of like he's playing the game in a way that it's not intended, but the game is accommodating for him and stuff. Like, I, it, I, yeah, I won't spoil it, but. Fuck, that's awesome. That, that shows that cool. show's gonna go some places, and I can't wait. I, I'm I'm really excited about it. I haven't been this into a show since I don't know the Sopranos. Maybe I, I'm not saying it's as good as the Sopranos. Don't get me wrong, but um, but it's one of those shows where it's like I I need to watch the next episode, and I haven't felt that way for a long time about a television show. Well, shit. All right, I'm on. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Everyone should be. It's fucking awesome, and it's and it's a video game show. And then there's like references to video games, but not in a heavy handed, like obnoxious roll your eyes way, but in like a, yeah, that makes sense. Like NPCs are giving quests to people, oh. but they're doing it in like a really subtle way. Kind of, <laughs> well, I say really subtle. I mean, it's obvious enough that they get it, but like, you know, someone trips in the middle of the street and you help them up and they're like, thank you, stranger. By the way, I heard of like some treasure <laughs> out over the hill, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then like a guy like shoots some guy picks up his gun and says like oh it's an upgrade and it's like oh yeah sure he's he's upgrading his loot you know that kind of shit there's loadouts like you you load out with your fucking costume before you go out there like it's people it's probably like, kill each other right well not humans so that's the i it's kind of bothers me at the moment but i know that there's you know reasons behind everything but like so humans aren't going to kill each other because it's a theme park and like you can't have humans killing each other but you can't that's what i thought that's what i thought the show was going to be about was like you go into the west world and you compete almost like not like a hunger games thing or anything but like you're getting in duels with people and stuff but really the humans so far don't interact with each other very much it's, really they're 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 playing through the game and it's like a story that they're playing through it's more like that um it, it's not what i expected when i heard the concept of the show and you can't so you can't kill other humans as far as i mean they're just they're actual other humans in the you know you're you're not in vr so if you were to shoot someone you would actually be killing them with a gun well um, right but it's a it's a big open western area with yeah i agree it's there's 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 some there's a lot of stuff they haven't really explained the mechanics of the game haven't all been explained. Like you can kill hosts, but hosts can't kill humans, but hosts can kill each other with their guns. And so I guess the guns, like, whatever, have some sci-fi thing that it doesn't kill you, but it, like, hits you like a paintball. Like, it'll knock you back and bruise you. Um, oh. But also, like, if you can't be killed by guns, where's the challenge? Like, they keep talking about how, like, the farther away from town you go, the more challenging or dangerous the game becomes. But... You still can't be killed. You could be restrained physically and like put in jail, but you could just stand there as everyone shoots at you and shoot them. And characters have been doing that. I don't know. Not everything's been explained yet. There's a lot of weird stuff like that going on where it's like, I'm sure there's a reason behind all this stuff happening. It, it's weird, um, but I, I, I totally, totally recommend it. I love it. It's fucking great. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a video game ass saying... show. I, I love it. Um, it's the most it's the most relevant to our podcast that a television show that we've talked about has come. Um, Maybe so. Oh, um, speaking of that's it for me. Speaking of watching shit, I saw John Wick finally. You ever see that movie? 
I've been meaning to watch that movie. Oh actually. man, yeah, is it good? It is so cool. I, I heard was... some people. Some people get murked in that movie. Some people murked? get shot. Yeah, people get there's, murked. There's some. There's some people getting killed. It is not like, <laughs> um, the good guy going on a badass rampage, but not making too much trouble. No, he's like an ex bad guy seeking revenge, and he just shoots people in the head and like i think he he like stabs a guy with a knife down through his chin up into his skull and like holds his face right up to him and looks him in the eyes as he brings him down and he dies like it's so good the choreography of all the fight scenes is amazing it is legitimately amazing how they yeah and he does all the shit himself as far as i can tell uh and it works. Maybe some of it, you know. But really, incredibly convincing action. Like, all of it, you see the action and the reaction for everything. If a punch is thrown, it doesn't cut away when it connects. You see the wind-up, you see the delivery, and then you see the, the recoil. And everything has so much energy, and the movement is all perfect and exciting. Um, and even it's just the basic setups of the action. Get going. Well, I, I, it's funny you brought that up because I was just like browsing through, I think like Amazon Prime instant movies that are like free or whatever, and John Wick was one of them, and I was like, oh, oh fuck I, yeah, I should watch that. Um, so yeah, 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 but it's it's more fun if you watch it with somebody else who is into that kind of thing, um, just because it's so. There are so many of those like audibly gasp moments yeah. that it's just a lot more fun if you're not watching totally alone and that. trying to appreciate it no it's it's a it's a popcorn kind of movie you put it on and you you have a blast so definitely uh, a crowd pleaser uh there's a sequel coming out next year i yeah i think that's what kind of prompted me to like think about it was like oh yeah there was a sequel um but yeah i don't know anything about it i don't even know anything about the first movie i just know that some people get fucking shot in the head and shit that's basically um, it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so. dude and likes his dog and uh, they kill his dog, and that does, oh. he doesn't like that. Yeah. So he kills everybody. All right. It's Sounds great. Like a good movie. Uh, um. And it, the story is, it's very simple, but it's not dumb or played for laughs or anything. It's not like a campy action movie. It is a hardcore action movie, like the definition of that word, where the action yeah. is just all interesting and... There's so much effort put into the production of the, the the movement of these scenes. Really cool movie, John Wick. All right, oh. cool. Um, I don't I don't have very much news to talk about. There's been some games coming out, but there's kind of been a lot of news. I bought a game that came out, and I haven't played it yet. I bought it what literally else? just today. What? Owlboy. I've been. Off and on, I have no idea what that, that is, but I, I've heard the name. It's an indie game, and it's like a, and a little pixelated adventure, but it's like very detailed pixel art instead of, you know, like yeah. 8-bit. It's where they actually, you know, put some effort into it, and it looked really cool, and so I just want to see what it's about. I don't know of um, much about the game at all. I, I haven't heard people talking about it really either, so kind of interested to see what that's all about. Um, you know what's supposed to be a uh, surprisingly good game this year? What? I mean, I guess su- surprisingly good might not be the right word, but 
more good than people thought it would be uh, is Titanfall 2. Is that out? Uh, that is out. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird... This is exactly like with Titanfall 1. I it asked is. the same question. Um, I don't understand the logic of releasing it a week after... It is, it's an EA game, and they launched it a week after Battlefield. And Battlefield is bigger than it ever has been. And Call of Duty is smaller than it ever has been. And maybe that was the thing is like, well, fucking Call of Duty, people are down on that this year, so we really need to get Titanfall 2 out. I don't know what the hell drove them to release it within a week of Battlefield, but it is apparently hurt sales because the EA stock tanked in, in a span of a day where it was like, shit, this is not selling well. But it really shouldn't have tanked because people really shouldn't expect it to sell well when the last one didn't sell all that great. And this one is being released a week after Battlefield, which has sold better than expected, I think. Um, maybe, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they've done the research and they, there's a good reason behind them releasing it at this time. And, and I, I've thought about it because I've been sitting here thinking like, why the fuck would you release this game a week after Battlefield? I think that this, they're planning on this being a sleeper hit and they're planning on really milking it for uh, later sales like like quarter one 2017 sales um free weekend 50 percent off well yeah buy it, that because, kind of thing because one thing that they've already done they've already announced all the dlc for it will be free so mm-hmm. no paid maps and all that shit they, they've already announced like this is you buy the game once and you have it um which it's i hate to commend the game for doing that because it's like Shit, it's become standard that you just expect paid DLC, but it, like at this point, you don't even have to say it's sad. It's become standard. I mean, this it, is yeah. like since ever. Yeah, um, especially with EA. Now, this is an unusual case because I think it's. I think they're still the developers are still. Um, I guess they're Respawn Entertainment. Yeah. I think they're still under the EA Partners program, which is something that ended like years ago, but they but they got in it before it ended. So it, that's like a. Like a company partners up with EA, but they're not officially an EA-owned company. They're just contracted. Okay. And so I don't know how much control EA has over stuff like DLC or maybe even release date. Maybe it was the developer's choice to release it. I have no idea. Um, But uh, it is pretty unusual. But, like, it's the perfect kind of game where you say, like, okay, well, in February, when we come out with a new DLC and people are running a new FPS because it's the slowest time of the year uh let's come out with a new dlc for free and put the game on sale for 25 percent off or whatever make it a free weekend or something and and there'll be all this buzz of like oh here's the new dlc oh i'm gonna buy the game now because i didn't buy it back then but you know i don't have to pay any extra for this dlc i think it's gonna be that kind of thing for them where they are like relying on it kind of having some lasting appeal and and so sure. far from the people who have played it people are actually kind of raving about it like they really really like it the multiplayer and the single player which if you recall uh titanfall one's single player was a series of multiplayer matches with some voiceover uh <laughs> so them for them to make a single player that people apparently actually like genuinely enjoy uh is kind of crazy but uh yeah and and i haven't heard Anything I might be one of Call those of folks who who buys it on sale someday. I I almost definitely will buy this game at some point just cuz it's it seems interesting. It does seem like it shakes up. It's still a left trigger right trigger aim down the sights first sprint around first person shooter, but like they do enough to make it unique that 
it definitely has its own identity and and like it looks like they've done some interesting stuff with game modes or maybe not even game modes but like core gameplay mechanics where like you have to get batteries for the titans so you have to get out of the titan and grab a battery and put it in a titan or you can put it in your teammates titan and that kind of thing and like it's almost like a health pack um and so like it's encouraging like actual strategies and teamwork and i don't know that game seems kind of interesting uh so good for them i guess I'm not going to buy it on for full price, probably, because I'm just not looking for a first-person shooter right now. But if I was looking for a first-person shooter, I would buy it in an instant, though. Knowing that the DLC is going to be free and knowing that people have been saying good things about it, I mean, why not? It appeals to me a lot more than Battlefield 1 does. Which I still don't... I, Battlefield 1 is, like, on fire right now. In a good way, I mean. Like, like people are liking it and playing it, and I... It's the same game that they've been making for years! But apparently now it's good? I don't know. It's the same thing. It's different because the skins are all cool and different. <laughs> yeah, the, the automatic weapons are old looking now, but they're still They make old sounds weapons. too, like ping, ping, ding dong. I guess they do. Instead I don't know. Uh, blam, blam, which is a big plus in my book. I, I give Battlefield 1 10 stars. It, it, not that they did anything wrong with Battlefield 1 because clearly they haven't because it's selling like hotcakes right now, but... I wish that they took some risks with that game and made it a fucking World War One game. Like, give you a bolt-action fucking rifle. And I think it would have done just as well, honestly. I don't it, think it, it would have been interesting enough that it would have captured the, the it would have captured the interest of the public. I don't know though. Like, I don't know if it seems like people are liking that game because it's a battlefield game, you know. And, and it's just the World War One setting is just yeah. giving them an excuse to jump into that that genre. But I will say, from the footage I've seen, and I did play a little bit of the beta too. The World War One setting works so much better for that style of game, even when they're fucking it. I mean, even when they're just putting a bunch of automatic weapons and stuff where, where they don't belong. Seeing a bunch of people sprinting around and dying and explosions and all sorts of shit happening makes a lot more sense in a World War One context than it does in a modern warfare That's true. context. That, yeah, it, soldiers are not as expendable <laughs> as they once always were. Battlefield has always bothered me since it went modern because it just like looks fucking absurd. Like it just doesn't look like it wants to look like. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. But in World War One, having people just fucking run around and die constantly and and blow up all the time is like, yeah, okay, it's a like fucked up war. Um, so that it's that like at least fucked works. up war. It's it's a fucked up war, man. Just war, hashtag just World War One things. You hear about this? No. Well, now you made me. Uh, the Battlefield account tweeted out uh, a couple of pictures of their game and said, hashtag just World War One things, and it was oh, stuff like... Jesus. It's just, it's just stuff like, when your squad is on point, and it has like a, a World War One squad in front of a burning Zeppelin, and then the worst one was um, ah, when, the, when the club is lit or something like that, and it's a, it's a fucking guy flamethrowering a bunch of people. And it's and it was hashtag World War One things. They got some uh, they got some flack for that. <laughs> One day that's gonna be like nine eleven stuff. EA is gonna advertise <laughs> yeah, oh Battlefield God. twelve, <laughs> Battlefield two thousand one, and they're gonna <laughs> advertise oh. it with just nine eleven things. And uh, you know they'll say like when both your towers be on fleek or something. <laughs> <laughs> End of the podcast. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We pushed a shout. Next week, there'll be another push to shout. But not this week, because you just listened to 
this week's push to shout. Does this make sense? It's factually true. I think we can confirm these facts. That was all correct. Doug Harris? Doug uh, Walker? (laughs) What? Nostalgia critic, can we get a confirmation here? Okay, thank you. End the fucking podcast. (laughs)